0: You're listening to episode 53 of the Journey to Launch podcast, the what, why, and how of the financially independent retire early movement. Welcome to the Journey to Launch podcast with your host, Jamila Souffrant. As a money expert who walks her talk, she helps brave journeyers like you get out of debt, save, invest, and build real wealth. Join her on the journey to launch to financial freedom in in five, four, three, two, one. Hey, 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 Journeyers. Welcome back to another episode of the Journey to Launch podcast. So happy to have you as a returning listener if you're listening. Again, and if you're a first-time listener, welcome. Thank you for joining me. Today's gonna be a solo episode. I am going to be talking all about financial independence. The what, why, and how of financial independence. What it is, why we all should be striving for it, and how, how do you reach financial independence? I thought this would be a good foundational episode, and I would also share more of what inspires me to reach financial independence. And then hopefully you can relate to some of what I'm gonna talk about. And then also really important, learn. Learn how to apply it to your own life, to your own finances. Before we hop into the episode, want to say thank you again for joining me. If you are enjoying this and you want to share this with your family and friends, please do so. This is the best way to get the podcast out there, to get more people to hear about it, to listen to it and have this movement, this movement of journeyers who are on this path to have more people supporting them in this journey. So this would be everything. Um, it would mean a lot for you to do that. So share it on your social media. If you're listening to this right now, screenshot it, you know, share it on your Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at me and say, Hey Jamil, I'm listening. Let me know that you're listening. It's just an awesome way to see how you guys are connecting with the content. If you want to follow me on social media, you can follow me at journey to launch. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at journey to launch. Also, don't forget you can join the private Facebook community at journeytolaunch.com slash community or go to Facebook and type in Journey to Launch and you'll see my Facebook page, which you can like. So you can like the fake Facebook page if you haven't already and then you'll see a link in that to join the Facebook group. Also, if you're listening to this in Apple Podcasts, it's that purple app on your phone. Please just take a couple minutes to subscribe and review the podcast in Apple Podcasts. I love reading all your reviews. Also, it's that time of year again. It's the Plutus Award nominations time. Now, the Plutus Awards is a pretty high honored award in the personal finance space, for bloggers, podcasters, just people who bring content forth in this space. And last year, I was nominated by you as Best New Personal Finance Blog and Best New Personal Finance Podcast. So I got nominated in those two categories at the Plutus Awards last year. Now, the Plutus Awards are like the Emmys or Oscars (laughs) of personal finance, and it's really an amazing honor to just be nominated. And obviously winning something like that is amazing. So when I was nominated last year, I was just super excited and they do the award ceremony at FinCon. So at FinCon last year, they did the award ceremony and I did not win either of the categories, but I was in, you know, I was honored to just be nominated and I was among a great, great list of people who were also nominated. And so this year, nominations are up again and here's what i'm being ambitious and i think i think we can do this journeyers i'd like to be nominated for the following categories and if you could do me the pleasure of nominating me and let's see if we can do this i'd be more than more than grateful so here are the categories that i'd like to be nominated for and which you can nominate me you can nominate me for podcast of the year best FIRE Podcast, and Community Builder. So if you go to com slash Plutus, it will redirect you to the Plutus Awards page where you can then nominate me, journeytolaunch.com as Podcast of the Year, Best FIRE podcast and Community Builder. I will link that also in the show notes, but it will mean the world to me if you guys can nominate me. If you are enjoying this content, if you appreciate my voice, the way that we built this community up of journeyers, listening from all over, all shapes of life, all diverse backgrounds, if you appreciate all this work that I've been doing, I'd love for you to nominate me. So again, go to journeytolaunch.com slash Plutus, and you can nominate me for podcast of the year, Best FIRE Podcast, and Community Builder. All right, let's hop into the episode. So what actually is FIRE? The acronym FIRE stands for Financially Independent Retire Early. So you may hear me reference FIRE a lot, and that's what it means. And I also tend to say Financially Independent and Financial Freedom interchangeably, Now, depending on how you look at things, those can be two different things, but I typically say, you know, launch with me to financial freedom or launch with me to financial independence. In my world, they're almost the same thing. There are are slight differences, but for the purpose of this episode, we're going to say they're the same thing. Now, what actually is financially independent retire early? What is it? I wanna talk about how I discovered it and then just some more technical terms around FIRE. I first discovered the FIRE movement and the FIRE community by listening to podcasts. I believe the first podcast, if I can go back a couple of years that I listened to, was the Mad Scientist podcast. And I found that by doing like a Google search about money and then for some reason his podcast came up. And at the time he was strictly, and he still does, he was interviewing people who had content around FIRE, so financially independent, retired early people, So they either had blogs or podcasts themselves, and they had either reached financial independence or they were on their way or teaching about it. And I remember finding out about it and listening and binge listening to his podcast, which then led me down the rabbit hole of listening to Radical Personal Finance with Joshua Sheets. So Joshua was on Mad Scientist. Podcast, and then because of that, I started listening to Radical Personal Finance with Joshua, who also focuses or did focus a lot on financial independence, um, the financial independent movement. And so, by binge listening to like tons of episodes between those two podcasts, and then further going down the rabbit hole and finding out about Paula Pant and some just basically just all the other popular blogs and bloggers who were in this community, I was amazed. I was. I, I said to myself, "Where?" has this been all my life? My immediate reaction was feeling like this is what I've been searching for. Meaning I was always looking for information about living my best life and not having to technically work for anyone else. So I've said this story before that I was really interested in crafting out my own life and not having to sit behind a desk forever. And I wasn't too particularly fond of having a boss. I don't like answering to anyone. And I felt like I had enough talents and just drive to make something happen, but I couldn't figure out what to do in terms of okay, I would have to start a business. Wouldn't I? Like in order to reach to a point in my life where I didn't need to work in corporate America or work for someone else, I would need a business. And I just I tried things in my twenties; they didn't all pan out. So I was just like, really, I don't know what else to do to reach my goals other than to continue working in my job, and then you know maybe something else happens, maybe. I don't know, I stumble upon another (laughs) side hustle that I like or an idea for a business. And I talk about feeling like the financial independent retire early movement gave me some hope because I saw that there were regular people who necessarily didn't have like side hustles or they weren't entrepreneurs. They were working in regular jobs, but just saving and investing their money smartly in order to reach financial independence. So they had a plan where, okay, it took them maybe 10 years to reach financial independence and then they were able to quit their job and then do whatever it was that they wanted to do. And so when I heard about that, this was a thing and that it was possible, my mind was blown. And I was like, why didn't I know about this before in my 20s, because if I did, I would have definitely made different investment choices I would have maxed out my 401k. I would have maxed out my Roth IRA. I would have been doing all the things that I talk about doing now, I would have did in my 20s and then I would have been further ahead. But I always say, you know, you can't go back and change what you did not know. You can only move forward once you get the information. And so for me, finding out about this really led me to start Journey to Launch. And then in turn, I wanted to teach more people. I wanted to show more people that this was possible. And it was really frustrating because I knew that if more people knew about this, then it would give people hope and it would give people a plan and it was up to them to see if they wanted to follow it so it was frustrating the fact that i knew so many people needed to hear this message and it wasn't getting out it wasn't reaching enough people and i thought that my voice in this space was needed because i do think that i fill a void in sent in the sense that i you know i talk about this content just plain old English, right? I feel like I'm super relatable. Well, that's what you guys tell me. So, and and that's my goal. It's to make this accessible to you and to just the normal average person who didn't think this was possible. So fire for me was just an enlightening, finding out about it was just an enlightening moment and it changed my life. And that's what I intend to do. And I hope what it's doing for you is changing your life, finding out about it. So let's break down the F I. And then RE and fire. So financially independent, since that's one part of it, and then retire early. That's the second part of it. They go hand in hand. So you'll hear people, you hear me sometimes also say, Okay, I want to become financially independent and retire early. So I'll say it in the same sentence. But that's typically because once you reach financial independence, then if you wanted to, you'd be able to Retire early. So, financial independence part of it, the what, the what of that is building up your investments or your assets to a point where they can sustain and cover your living expenses. So, when you reach the point where you no longer have to actively work for money, you have enough investments and money saved up so you don't have to work for money anymore, you have reached the point of financial independence. And then the retire early part, this sometimes can be a little debate between people, but the retire early part means not working, quote unquote, but it it means something different for different people. So when I say retire early, I mean, retiring early from my corporate job. So retiring early from working for someone else, to me, is retiring early. Now, I know a lot of people will say, wait, that's not really retiring early because I intend to still work. So even after I reach financial independence, even after we hit all our goals, I still wanna work. I don't wanna not work and bring money in. I feel like, I have a lot of talents, I have gifts, and I have just things I'm passionate about, including Journey to Launch, in which I would love to be able to to service more people, to, to do more of the things I love. And if that brings me more money, then I feel like that brings me more money, right? So it doesn't mean I'm retiring in a typical sense, in the traditional sense of just not doing anything. And that could be a sticking point for some people, because immediately when they hear retire early, a lot of people might say, Well, I don't want to retire early. Maybe you love your job. And if you found a job that you actually love, you've done like you are doing better than a lot of people in this world. So you should be proud of that. But you'll hear people say, Well, you know, what what are people gonna do? Like sit on the beach all day and do nothing if they retire early. In the financial independence retire early movement, that's not what a lot of people are meaning when they say retire early. They simply just mean that they wanna retire early from a job or position they're not excited with. They want to make money doing the things they want. They want to pursue hobbies that even if it doesn't make money, it's just what they want to do. And no means in my world does retire early mean doing nothing. It really means just having options, having the options to do what you want with the people you love. So again, I wanted to make it clear that the FIRE, so Financially Independent Retire Early Movement, can sometimes throw some people off when they first hear it because if you have a mindset of which, oh wait, working is good and I don't wanna retire early, you might think, okay, this is not for me. This movement isn't for me because I want to continue working and bringing in money. But technically, this movement can still be for you because really you can make it what you want. Right. And here's the other thing with the movement. You have some people who are very who are sticklers to what it should be and what it should look like. And then you have people like me who says, hey, make it what you want it to be. And I actually think that everybody should be on the path to FIRE, Financially Independent Retire Early. And I'll get into that a bit later, because remember, we're talking about the what. So the what is we explained what Financially Independent Retire Early is um, the technical stuff, we we explain what it actually means, the acronym. Now I want to get into the why of FIRE, why you should be pursuing FIRE, why it's such an important journey to take in your life. And then later on, I'm going to share the how. How do you even reach this? So let's hop into the Why? the why of FIRE, why should you listening, why is it my opinion that anyone, even if they're not aware of this podcast or or of me, why should everyone be on the journey to financial independence and the option of retiring early? So simply put, you should want to reach FIRE to be in this space because out of all the things that you're doing in your life, the reason why you're doing it. So the reason why you're waking up and you're going to work and the reason why you are trying to make money is to live a life, right? And it's to provide for yourself and for your family and to be happy. If you can do all that, but you do it doing the things you love without feeling stressed about money, about debt, about bills, or about even getting laid off from your job, if you can set yourself up on a path where you have the option to do what you want to make you happy and still be able to provide provide for your family, provide for yourself and do the things you love, why wouldn't you do that? Right? So the why, the why of financial independent is that financial independence is that it's not necessarily about money, right? So you'll hear some people say, and I've said this in the past, that oh, I just, you know, I wanted to be just a millionaire. I had this idea when I was in my teens and I was growing up that I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just wanted to be rich. And I I realized that it's not about the money. Like money only provides you with more options. And that's all of what we want. We just want options, right? So if you are in a job that you don't like and or you are working for someone that you just, it's just not clicking, it's not something you totally enjoy, you have the option to walk away from it. So remember, when we talked about what like fire was, like in the first part of this, I said, it's really just finding a way to do what you wanna do. It's having the option to quit something that's not serving yourself and doesn't allow you to serve other people and serve your gifts into this world. you are closer to financial independence, if you have the option to walk away from something that's not serving you because your finances are in order, because you have no debt, because you have enough money saved up to take such a leap, then imagine that power that, that, that happiness that you have, that you feel that you know that you can do that if you wanted to. Because there are so many people and you might be one of them, so many people who are not living their full potential or are not happy with their current circumstances because they feel stuck. They have bills, they have the mortgage, they have the kids to take care of. They have all these things happening and they can't lose their job or they can't quit because if they do, it's like a house of cards and everything falls down. So if you start the path to financially independence and retiring early, the path leads you to improving your finances, saving money, getting out of debt, building investments, building yourself up to a place where you no longer have to feel that stress about where a paycheck comes from, because you know that if it doesn't work out or if it's not something that serves you at the moment, you can move on and do something else. So this is why I believe everyone should be on the path to fire, regardless if you love your job, right? Regardless if you intend on working forever. Like, let's be clear. I believe that working is good. I believe that working gives us a purpose. And even the people who like do the traditional retirement, so they work years and years and they're fortunate enough to have been able to save and have money to actually retire even those people, like if they when they did when they do studies on people like that, the people who do nothing all day definitely don't have a more fulfilling life, right? But the people who still wake up wake up with a purpose, whether that is to fulfill you know community activities, whether that is to do a hobby. Some people in retirement, they take on part-time jobs. Just because getting up with the purpose of doing something is very, very necessary as a part of life. As they say, like if you're too idle, if you're bored, that's when you can get depressed. That's when you feel like you have no direction. So I believe in working and but I just believe that you should work doing the things you love or you enjoy and that bring purpose to your life. So that being said, if you are like loving your job, it still doesn't matter because The option, let's say that you're working your way towards financially independence, retire early. You're you're working your way up to getting yourself to the point where you can, if you wanted to, walk away and retire, quote unquote, right? But you don't choose to because you love what you're doing then wouldn't you wake up every morning still and still go to work and just be even just more happier? Wouldn't you even take more risk in your career and in your life? Because you know that, okay, I know that if maybe I do make a, a mistake or I take this risk and it doesn't work out, like I'll, st- I'll still be okay because I have I have a financial nest egg. I have my finances sorted out where I can take that risk and still be comfortable. So that's why I think everyone should be on the path to fire, even if you have no intention of not ever working again, just the fact that you're on the journey will improve your life. And let's talk about that, right? So let's say you have a goal of reaching financial independence, which then in turn would allow you to retire early if you chose to. Let's say it would take you just mathematically, which we'll get into a little bit later, but let's just say when you you, you figure out the plan, With maybe if you still have debt, if you still have things you need to take care of, you know, your time frame for reaching it will take you 10 or 15 years, maybe 20 years. Right. Maybe it'll take you a little longer depending on what your current starting point is, even by taking the little steps, you know, to reach financial independence. So getting out of debt, saving up the emergency fund, saving up the FU fund. FU fund meaning um, what it sounds like, the FU fund. It's just something where if you did need to take a leave of absence from your job or do something else for a bit, you have something saved up where you can say, okay, FU, but not in a disrespectful way just in a powerful way that you can say f you to something that's not serving you so let's say you're making your way right but you still are a ways off from having your magic number so your magic number could be a million it could be two million it could be four hundred thousand right it all depends on how you're crafting your life of financial independence like what that looks like so let's say you're moving you know you're moving through the steps you you're moving your way towards that and it's going to take a while Even by starting now, today, doing that in five years, you'll be in such a better place than not starting. This is another reason why everyone should be on this path because let's say you never reach financial independence, meaning you do work until the typical retirement age. Wouldn't you have wanted to get your finances in order and to have all these things in place to feel secure and to be able to do even in the interim more of the things you love? Wouldn't that feel amazing? And so your life would be still in a better position than if you never started before. Or if you were to bring this up to someone, like a naysayer or a hater, right? That's just like, what are you talking about? Like, you know, that's gonna take forever. I'd rather just live the life I'm living now. Like, I don't wanna think too much about, you know, finances, right? Like, there's some people who are in heavy denial about their finances and about where they currently are in life. And they do nothing. Versus you, who is inspired by this movement, is moving towards it. And that even if you fail, even if you do not reach financial independence, you will be in such a better place in a better predicament than you would be than the person that was a naysayer, than the negative person that said, what's the point? So that's why everyone should be on the path, because no matter what starting it, even making one step forward puts you in a better place than you are today. So, that's the why of fire. That's the why of the movement. That's the why of why I do this. It's to create options. It's to live a life that you deserve. So, a lot of us, when we were younger, we had these big dreams, right? Before the world (laughs) and bills and just responsibilities came into play, right? We had things that we loved doing or that we were passionate about. And, you know, like we had this like fire in us. And a lot of times that fire gets diminished and it gets smaller and smaller the older we get because life happens, like let's be real, right? Like there are things that happen in the world and so we do become just more mature and maybe we do see things differently as we mature just because that's the way life is, right? But it doesn't have to be to the point where you are now just a shell of yourself. You can still be the person, that little girl, a little boy that had those big dreams that at that point when you were younger, everything seemed possible, that can still be you right? Like you can still pursue things that make you happy. And that's why to me, like this is so important, traveling on this journey, because what you'll realize by coming on it, by, by, by journeying on it with me, is that so many more things and opportunities open up for you. So many more. And so, even if you're in a position where you have to get a side hustle, or maybe you say, okay, I want to be financially independent, but it's going to take me 20 years or 10 years or whatever it is. So, in the meantime, I'm going to develop a hobby or a skill that makes me happy. Because another thing I find is that people who get on this journey, it's very easy, right, to get discouraged or impatient. Because once you find it, it's like one of those things where the gift and the curse you find it, you find it that this is possible. This totally happened to me. I found that it was possible and I said to myself, wow, I can reach this in like 10 years if I really hustle. But then when I realized, I was like, wait a second, I'm on year one, like how can I live <laughs> this life for the next nine years and be happy when I know what's on the other side, right? It can get very frustrating when you're on the journey to to feel like you know it's gonna take a long time. And so you might develop a side hustle or something you want just in the meantime, just to help the time go by, but to be, content with the time going by. And that's what I did with Journey to Launch. So yes, I was purposely moving forward and improving my finances and my husband and I started saving and investing. But I said to myself, hmm, I think I have a knack at this. I have a knack at being able to talk to people about finances and connecting with people on this level and I actually care. So how can I use this to help the time go by, to help me feel more fulfilled in my life? Which is why I started Journey to Launch to share my story, and then to help other people. That's what it turned into. So my life is so much better because I started Journey to Launch. And there are so many more opportunities in my life because of Journey to Launch. Like this can be the very reason, Journey to Launch, you know, I'm gonna speak it into existence. This will be the reason why I can reach financial independence faster. This will be, I'm I'm claiming it, guys. I'm I'm claiming it as a statement. But I would have never been able to know this unless I want started on the path and then 2 said hey why not do something in the meantime why not why not make this an enjoyable path it doesn't have to be miserable so again You want to make sure that your why, like having the option to do what you want to do, but that you are journeying forward and enjoying the journey still, because you don't want to have a miserable life in the meantime. So that's the why of fire, to enjoy life, to have the options, to become, again, that wide-eyed little girl or boy that you once were that thought that the world was your oyster, right? It's to do that again and to be happy on the path doing it. Okay, so now that I've gotten you all excited <laughs> or that you're nodding your head right now saying, yep, Jamila, that's why I'm on this path because I want I feel that way and I wanna feel this way. Let's talk about how you can reach it. Like what are the steps in order for anyone to become financially independent? Now, I always say this, that in, there is a formula in terms of making sure you grow the gap. It's all about the gap. The basic formula is income minus expenses equal the gap. So the higher your income, the lower your expenses. So the income is going up, your expenses are going down reasonably, that difference. So income minus expenses is what you do with that gap. That leftover number is how you grow to the point where you can then reach financial independence because your income is just going to be anything from your job that you have or If you have a side hustle or anything that's bringing money in, right? Pretty simple. That's your income. Expenses are everything that it costs you to live. So that includes, you know, if you have debt, paying off debt includes mortgage, utilities, all your expenses. And so by using that difference, so your income minus minus expenses, it gives you the gap in which now you have money left over to save or invest and reach your goals, So your goal should be to grow that gap as much as possible. Now, I've since modified the basic formula, wealth formula. I also included habits as something, and we're going to get into that too, because I think habits are very important in, in terms of being able to reach FI, because your habits really determine a lot of how you do and what you do and then the intensity at which you do it, right? So remember we said financially independence, like if you reach that, you would have had enough money to fund your expenses, to fund your lifestyle. So a person that needs $50,000 or $40,000 to live, they're gonna wanna make sure they have enough money saved up in their investments or through passive income streams in which they would be able to live their life without having to quote unquote, Actively work again for money. So, how does one get there? So, how does one get from a point where maybe they have nothing or a lot of debt to a point where they have enough saved up to be able to become financially independent? Well, you're going to either need to make as much money as possible and, you know, That to me is the driving force. So the more money you make, the faster you'll be able to save money if you keep your expenses reasonable. So if you don't have the lifestyle inflation and creep up in expenses, so just because you earn six figures, that doesn't mean you spend six figures. You know, if you earn six figures, you still like, live like a college student, (laughs) not technically right, but kind of, you keep your expenses low and that difference is then how you invest, you save, you're working towards your goals. So you can do that, you can increase your income or you can, and or I should say, keep your expenses in check. So let's say you're not a high income earning person, you don't have any like desire to be, you're mid to low income, let's say that's your current situation. There are a lot of people who are reaching independence, financial independence on medium to lower income. But I will preface this by saying typically those people are choosing to live that way. So there's a difference between someone in poverty who has no choice but to live in poverty because they don't have the means or the education to get a better job or to make more money versus someone who is purposely living a low cost of life kind of lifestyle and choosing you know, to not go out to eat and spend hundreds of, hundreds of dollars, right? Because there are some people who, who say to themselves, even though or I make this amount of money, I'm, I, I'm good with only spending $25,000 a year. There are some people who are totally okay with that, like the you know frugal people and minimalists, that's okay for them. I wanted to make sure I brought this up because there are some people though who live in our society that are forced to live on 25 or $30,000 a year or low to mid income. And when I say forced, I mean, again, they didn't have or they don't have the educational resources or just the mindset to pull themselves out of the poverty level yet. And then let's not forget, let's not be ignorant to the fact that there are a lot of society and inherent racial issues that also cause people to start at a disadvantage. And so I I just don't like when people in the fire community don't mention that, yes, you can be frugal, you can live on less, and you can still become and reach financial independence. But let's be clear that that's usually by choice and the people who don't necessarily have or know to have that choice and they're just living in poverty, it's harder for them to then reach financial independence because they're starting with so many more roadblocks mentally, emotionally, they're starting with more debt and not a lot of knowledge. So I wanted to just interject that there. So again, going back to expenses, there's some people who are able to get their expenses really low and they're able to then now... Not have to save as much because remember, the whole basis of financial independence is to be able to live off of your investments. You're able to build, to live off your nest egg or your passive investments. So therefore, if you don't need as much money to live because your expenses are 30000 40000 something more reasonable for you, then you don't have to save as much money. And so when we talk about how do you reach financial independence, it's really only two ways and then a combination of those two ways. It's increasing your income, decreasing and modifying your expenses reasonably, and then using that difference to now save and invest. And so typically how you do that is you make sure you're taking taking advantage of all tax advantage retirement options. So that means maxing out a 401k or a 403b. Those are all pre-tax retirement accounts or 457 plan if you have access to one. So being able to max those things out and then max out something like a Roth IRA, that's an after-tax retirement account, and then do things like invest in taxable investments. So stocks, Index funds, I prefer index funds like many people in the personal finance independent space. They prefer to invest in index funds because you don't need as much active work to monitor the portfolio. It's really like putting your money, your investments on autopilot by investing in index funds. You're using your money to invest in all these pre-tax, post-tax, taxable investments you're putting them in so they can grow because at the end of the day the goal is to have your money grow for you over time compounding on interest over and over again your money is now working for you and growing exponentially so there are different ways in which people can look at okay i'm going to reach financial independence by building a nest egg So I'm gonna work for the 10 to 20 years that it's gonna take to invest and save enough money in which my nest egg now can support me financially throughout the rest of my life, right? That is one way or the main way that most people do it. Then you have an, another school of thought that says, okay, but I'm also going to look at not just investing in index funds, I'm going to start a side hustle or invest in real estate. I'm going to actively, in the meantime, build up a way in which money that I am now investing can then immediately bring me passive income. So whether it's passive income you know, today or passive income tomorrow, you're able, because of a side business, business or real estate, spend money off to help also fund your lifestyle. You can do a combination of those two things almost, right? Like, let's say you need a million dollars to reach your financial independence number. You figure out that that's how much you need in order to be financially independent and secure in which you don't have to technically quote unquote work again. But you say to yourself, well, the 10 or 15 or 20 years, it's going to take me to reach a million dollars or $2 million saved up. I don't have that type of time or I cannot do that in that way. Like I I need to fast track it a bit. You can start a side hustle. You can invest in real estate and try to get passive income from those things or it's something, I mean. I, it's almost sometimes not passive in the beginning right because you gotta you gotta work to build it up to, for it to even become passive but you're getting a spin-off of money from those investments where it can also sustain your living and your lifestyle so you can say all right I have income coming in from my side hustle for my real estate that accumulates the maybe half of my living expenses. So that's one way in which I'm gonna be able to reach financial independence because I can quit my full-time job, have my side hustle and my real estate investments and my dividend income from investing in stocks or whatever it is, pay for some of my lifestyle in addition to still building up my nest egg. I talked about habit before. I talked about income, I talked about expenses, but let me touch upon habits. Habits are important because it's the habits that you create in your life that will, that will allow you to reach this goal of financial independence. Because I find that the people that I've interviewed on this show or I've followed that have reached it or who are well on their way, they have good, for the most part, habits, meaning they're disciplined people. Um, you know, They're not people who just spend without thought or you know, wake up without intention in their day. So a habit could be waking up early because you're not going to rush out the house and buy lunch and buy breakfast every day. So it's not to say you can't do that sometimes, but if you're intentionally trying to reach this goal and you know, by saving $400 a month on eating out is going to allow you to reach your financial independence goal a year earlier, or it allows you to save less money because you'll need less money to like live once you're financially independent, then you're going to make it your business to create that habit in your life of making your own lunch, making your own breakfast, which then kind of Falls into the habit of waking up early to prepare that, right? Because I find that most people, when they are rushing or they don't have the time to prepare their meals, they're spending money doing that. Or what about health, right? Health is a big part of your whole life because. If you're an unhealthy person, let's say something you can't con- say. It's something you can control, right? Like because there's a lot of health issues that we have that we cannot control. But for the most part, what we can control, whether that is our weight or our sugar intake, um, you know, just being healthy, where you don't need as many doctor visits and the chronic illnesses that come with not being healthy, you can avoid the high cost of what healthcare is and what really stops a lot of people from even being able to retire early or become financially independent because you're healthier, right? So creating healthy habits today will help you in the long term also with your journey to financial independence. Those are just like a couple like habit things you can do, but habits are extremely important in addition to the income and expense side of things because I like to approach journey to launch, I like to approach my my life in a holistic way. And you'll see that on the podcast, which is why I have different types of people. I talk about it from different angles. It's not just about a budget. It's not just about saving money. There's so much more to it. It's again, the habits. And then another big thing is mindset. Mindset is extremely important. One, if you don't believe you can do this, you probably wouldn't be listening to this show. But if you don't believe you can do this or you... You don't have the mental fortitude, the mental strength to stick with it, that will also deter you from your financial independence goal. So, mindset is such a big part of it. And so, making sure that you are developing a strong mindset, a positive mindset, a will do mindset that you know that you can accomplish anything you want no matter how long it takes, no matter how many mistakes, no matter how many setbacks, or no matter how bleak things seem. If you can cultivate a mindset in which you control your future so other people don't control it, you are not a victim in your life, despite things that have happened to you that have made you in the past feel like victim. If you can overcome those negative mindsets and blocks in your life, that is another way to propel yourself forward to financial independence. And it also helps with the journey itself. Because remember, this is not a sprint. Reaching financial independence is not a sprint. It's a marathon. And so it's gonna take a while. For most people, it does. It's very rare, even if someone's a high income earner, that they're gonna reach financial independence in a year. It's gonna take some time. So if you don't have the mental ability to, to stay strong and stay focused, you're, you're gonna wanna quit a lot of times on this journey because it can seem so far away. And this is why another part of the journey includes being happy to finding joy on the journey. Because if you're just waiting to live your life once you reach financial independence, but that 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 day is 10, 20 years from now, then what's the point? Like this journey, life, like the struggles, the ups, the downs, this is the longest part of our life, right? Like the whole journey is the longest part of the whole thing. So if you're miserable on this journey, just for that moment of reaching financial independence, just to wait to live your life for this like goal, this set point far out in the future, I I, I That is not the point of this. That is not the point of this journey. The point is to still feel satisfied, fulfilled on your journey. You wanna celebrate the wins, the small wins, the paying off that one credit card, the building the emergency fund, to building the FU fund, to getting to your first $30,000 in investments, to getting to your $100,000 in investments, to being able to increase your retirement contributions from 3% to 10%. Those are things you should you should have a little mini party for yourself doing, right? Each time you make some do something that puts you closer, no matter how small it is. That is something to be happy about. That is something to celebrate. And when you can look at it from that angle, then yes, the journey is long, but then there are so many things you can celebrate in the meantime. And then building a community around yourself. So making sure you're listening to my podcast and other podcasts and reading blogs and following people who inspire you and having a network of people in your life, in real life that rally around you that encourage you. Like that all matters on this journey of this is the how. How you do it is is still enjoying the journey while you do it. And let's not forget, I in no means think that the journey should also be one of deprivation. So if there are things you enjoy spending money on, if you like vacations, if you like nice things, maybe, you know, you are a bag or shoe person, or maybe, you know, you, you like going out to eat. There's nothing to say that you can't do those things ever on this journey. And that, you know, you have to like, just (laughs) totally deprive yourself of the things that make you happy. That's not the way I live on my journey. And that's not the way I I advise my clients to live or anybody else listening to live. That's not that's not a good way to live. What you can do though is to prioritize. Prioritize what makes you happy and prioritize your goals and then how you're gonna still reach your goals but then still be happy in the meantime and then everything in moderation. So again, the hows are understanding the formula, knowing that you really do need to work on income because it's a driving force, Have moderate expenses, do a combination of the both, then improve your habits, create great habits, develop a strong mindset, and still enjoy the journey. Like, like that's the how. That's the how of it. And I know, like, it sounds easy to say all this, like, okay, increase your income, but you know, it's not as easy, right? Like, to do it. If it was easy, everyone would do it. But these are the components, these are the how. of financial independence. This is how you're able to then reach your goals by making sure you're hitting on all these points that I just mentioned. And again, it's all for what, right? It's going back to your why. It's to save up enough money. It's where you have options to be able to live the life you want. So that's the what, the why, and the how of FIRE, of the Financially Independent Retire Early Movement. I really hope you guys enjoyed my talking points on that. And you got some things out of it. Whether you are a new journeyer, meaning you just found out about me, you just found out about financial independence, and this is all new to you, do not worry. Do not feel overwhelmed. It's possible you can do it. It takes some work. It takes some application of all the things you're listening to and hearing. Like you're gonna have to do some deeper research, some deeper work about around like the concepts. But even if you are a more advanced journeyer, I hope this gives you encouragement to keep on going. You're, you know, you'll get to where you need to be. But ultimately, we all want the same thing. We all just want to be happy. We all just want to be with the people we love. We all want to bring our gifts forth to this world. And if we can get paid, get satisfaction doing that, even better. But overall, it's really about becoming our best, being our best, and serving the world in the best way we can. So, I hope you enjoyed that again. Now, if you want to give me some feedback on this episode, if you want to just say, Hey, Jamila, I'm listening, screenshot, however you're listening to this, you know, on your phone, screenshot it and post it on social media. Tag me at Journey to Launch. So, Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Send me a DM. Let me know your thoughts. Also, don't forget to join the private Facebook community. That's where you can also let me know what you thought about the episode, and you can also meet other journeyers on different, um, you know, wavelengths on different paths, like different points. You can meet and connect with them. So, journeytolaunch.com/community. Also, anything I mentioned in this episode, you can find at the show notes, journeytolaunch.com/episode fifty-three. Don't forget that you can rate, review, or subscribe to this on Apple Podcasts if that's where you listen, leave that review. And don't forget, I need your support to be nominated for the Plutus Awards. So please, if you enjoy this podcast, please nominate Journey to Launch as Podcast of the Year or Best Fire Podcast or Community Builder. I'm really gunning for the Podcast of the Year because I know there are tons of amazing personal finance podcast out there. So I'm looking like, to have an upset here. I'm looking for Journey to Launch to take this one. So please, one, let's get nominated. Let's get in the race and then let's take it, right? Let's let's win it. So go to journeytolaunch.com slash Plutus to nominate me. And all you need to do to nominate me is to say Journey to Launch and then put in, I think they want the website, journeytolaunch.com. All right, journeyers, until next week, keep on journeying.